Well, Merry Christmas, guys. Welcome in to Rolling with Sean Lewis. Uh, Merry Christmas 2020. I hope this um, podcast finds you well, blessed, happy, and renewed and ready for the new year. But, you know, I want to talk to you about some guys. Over 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son to die on the cross for years of my sins. That's the greatest gift we could ever get, guys. Guys, God so, God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, to pay the price for years of my sins. And you might say, well, Sean, I'm a good person. I, I, uh, I've never killed nobody. I've never I've done anything big. But guys, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you, you and I had a problem that there's nothing we can do about. Because the is started one, and and you fell. It's called sin. Sin separates us uh, from God because we're human and God's perfect. But God loved us so much. He wanted to uh, give us a bridge away to spend eternity with him. That's why he sent Jesus to die for us. You know, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what mistakes you feel like you make. God loves you. He has a purpose. He has a plan for you. And, you know, um, Christmas um, is a time of new beginnings. You know, no matter what you've done in your past, no matter what you've done uh, five minutes ago, no matter what you've done last week, God loves you. He forgives you. He just wants you to turn yourself over to him because he has an awesome, wonderful plan for you, more than you can ever believe, imagine, or think. God wants you to succeed in life even more than you want to succeed. And the only way to find true happiness, guys, is to know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior. And I'm not coming to you as a preacher. I'm I'm not standing here as a preacher. But I am a motivational speaker who is a Christian, who does my best um, to try to live the way I feel that God wants me to live. And I make mistakes every day. I'm not perfect. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says God's, God's love and his mercies are new every morning. You know, so every, every uh, time is a chance for renewal. I, uh, I love uh, the Christmas season. I love the uh, Christmas traditions that me and my mom have, we always decorate our house, we always put up a tree, 
we always watch Christmas movies. Um, we always go look at lights. Um, this year we went to uh, the Great Christmas Light Bright Winter for this year, 2020. Uh, ben Sumner in Jeans, Oklahoma. We went and looked at his house, and because it's so cold, we went to uh, Rama and did the drive-through section, and that's that's awesome. And and I love that stuff. I really do. I love the great Christmas light bite. And I love watching Christmas movies. Uh, some of my favorite movies are Christmas Carol, Miracle on 34th Street, and um, It's a Wonderful Life because they have good messages and I even like, um, I know this is going to sound funny to some people, but I even like uh, the Home Alone because of this message. And guys, what I want to talk to you today about is what do you value? What do you uh, hold dear? Um, is it your friendship? Is it your family? And what what kind of legacy are you leaving? You know, what I, what I realize is that uh, most people have a different spirit about them during Christmas. They're kinder, they're more compassionate, they're more forgiving, they're more loving. My question to you guys is, why can't we hold that, uh, hold that spirit all year long? I know it's, I know it's not Christmas all year long, but why can't we hold that spirit all year long? I am. You know, I love spending time with family and friends, and I know this year is a little different because of COVID, but, you know, my church, Church on the Move, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, our founding pastor is Willie George. Uh, now it's taken over by his son, uh, Whitney George, who's a great pastor and a great friend of mine, but we've been focusing for the past month on Advent, uh, the month uh, leading up to uh, Christmas, where we uh, celebrate his coming and the fact that uh, he's coming again. But, you know, how... It's been very intentional for us. Um, and uh, during that season, because, you know, everybody's usually busy buying packages, going places, going to Christmas parties, and all that stuff. And um, all that stuff is good. All that stuff has its place. I'm not saying. Uh, not not to do that stuff. I love that stuff. I just am asking you, um, for those of you who are Christians who might be listening to this, and even if you're not, I ask you to examine where your relationship with God is, because turning your life over to God, 
is the greatest decision you could ever make. And, you know, you'll, um, you'll not only have, uh, guidance for your life, but you'll have eternity you get to spend with him. And, you know, like my mom says, everything, uh, down here is temporary, but eternity is forever. Not to say that we shouldn't pursue stuff down here, pursue stuff we enjoy down here, but we should always know that this is our temporary home. Uh, we're going to spend eternity somewhere, but uh, the choices you make here, um, whether you accept Jesus or not, will determine whether you spend eternity with him or not. And I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, because I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every day, um, you know. And I'm not saying that if you follow God, you're not going to have some challenges in your life. I have challenges every day. But I'm just saying, he will be with you in those challenges, in those adversity. And uh, when you realize that, um, that you're not meant to do everything by yourself, uh, that God wants to come in, he wants to help you, he wants to lead you and guide you, but you have to be willing to submit and commit yourself to him. And I'll be honest with you guys, um, I really like to know everything, have everything figured out, and I try to do everything on my own too much, and I try to, you know, just uh, figure stuff out on my own. But we were never meant to do this life on our own. That's why we need God. We need family, we need friends, and you know, and you know, all that stuff is good. All the stuff we enjoy is um, good in moderation. I'm just asking us to look at, look at the way we live our lives and use this uh, time as a reset, use this COVID. COVID time is a reset now. I hope that um, all everybody who's listening to this, I hope your family is well. I hope your uh, friends are well, and I hope uh, nobody has been affected by COVID. Um, I know there's millions of people that have, and if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you um, your loved ones have been affected by COVID. I would like to say this birthday uh, for you. Dear Heavenly Father, comfort my friends who might have lost loved ones to COVID. Uh, let them know the peace that passes all understanding. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you hate COVID just as much as they do. And, you know, um, just be with them through this process. Uh, put your healing hands over them. Um, 
mend their broken heart and let them know that uh, you're there, you love them, and that uh, you understand the depth and the agony of their pain, but you want to hold them through it. And God, I pray for anybody who's listening to this, who has a family member, who has COVID. I just ask that you ask to be healing and helping of their body. You said no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, you said you bore all our sicknesses and diseases. So I speak to COVID-19. I command you to cease and desist your maneuvers against uh, people. And I, I command healing and peace over families, over people that haven't. I just um, command healing, emotional, spiritual, and physical healing for those people right now in the name of Jesus. And amen. And guys, you know, I just uh, challenge you to enjoy this time with your family. Soak in this time that you wouldn't normally ever get um, with your family because maybe you work a lot and I'm just ask you to uh, value every opportunity, soak in every experience, soak in all the laughter, soak in all the craziness, and uh, realize and be thankful and, for, and be, have an attitude of gratitude for the life and the blessings you have. Because I don't care where you are in life, it could always be worse. And I just hope you enjoy your um, Christmas day and, um, and that you enjoy the time with your friends and family. Enjoy um, I, if you're doing it virtual, uh, make the best of it. You know, and uh, just enjoy each other the best way you can. Enjoy opening your gifts um, from your family and friends and just um, just um, enjoy this season. Know that God loves you. Know that I love you. And thanks for the support. And um, if this podcast has blessed you in any way or you'd like to support that, please follow the information on this podcast app uh, uh, to, uh, to subscribe and support it. And you can always find me at Rolling Wish on Lewis on YouTube, uh, Rolling Wish on Lewis on Instagram, and Sean Lewis Motivational Speaker on Facebook. I'll see you in 2020. And look forward to more podcasts, more episodes, and more um more projects in the future. Um and I just want you guys uh, to take stock of our lives and the way we live it and just um go for each day 
and live me day with passion and go uh, go for each day and realize that each day you're in uh, each day is made of a moment you have the opportunity I like old movies I like new movies and I love music but you know how uh, a, mu- a music writer will write music and they will arrange it in a certain way or when you watch a movie a um, movie director has a script and has a certain way he wants uh, you're like the movie to go uh, that's how your life can be I want you to visualize yourself doing what you want to do and you know living where you want to live Having the kind of experience you want to have, having having the people around you you want to have, I want you to visualize, get a good vision for your life. Because the Bible says in Habakkuk 2 2 um, that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So get a good vision of your life. I realize no matter how hard your life has been, your life is not over. Your life can start again, right where it is. You can change. You can reverse. You can, uh, you can be a better mom, be a better dad, be a better son, be a better daughter. You can make that decision uh, to lose that weight, to drop that addiction, to not spend so much time on the computer, to not uh, spend so much time watching Netflix. I'm not saying those things are bad because they're not, but I'm just saying do do um do everything you do in moderation, and if you um see yourself having an addiction to something, realize that God can deliver you from that. Maybe you have a problem with anger. Maybe for you it's overeating. Maybe you binge watch. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is for you, God wants to take care of that too. God loves you. He forgives you. And he has a purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future plans not to harm you, but he loves you. It says also in the Bible that he will never leave us or forsake us. Now, it doesn't say we won't have challenges, but God says he'll be right there with us in the challenges. And, you know, I, um, I just hope that you, when you turn into, um, this podcast, all my podcasts, that you find joy, that you find happiness, and then you realize that you can do whatever you want to do. Sometimes you might just have to find another way to do it. And now, guys, I would like uh, to thank the founding pastor of uh, Church on the Move, Tulsa, Oklahoma, for the reading us the great Christmas story. 
Um, thank you, Pastor George. Thank you for being on this podcast today. God bless you. Talk to you soon. And here goes the Christmas story, guys.
when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at the same time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his wife, who was great with child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That night, there were shepherds in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. A Savior, yes, the Messiah. The Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David, and this is how you'll recognize it. You will find the baby lying in a manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill to men. shepherds said to each other, come, let's go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard their story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart. And the shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying praising God. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And at the same time came wise men from the east to Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star that rose and have come to worship him. Herod was deeply disturbed by their question, as was all of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law. Where do the prophets say Messiah will be born, he asked. In Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judea, you're not just a lowly village of Judah. For a ruler will come to you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. This prophecy found in Micah 5 and verse 2. 2 Samuel 5 and verse 2 were both written 700 years before Jesus was born. So Herod sent a message to the wise men asking them to come to see him. At this meeting, he learned the exact time when they had first seen the star. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search diligently for the child. And when you find him, come and tell me that I may go and worship him too.
After this meeting, the wise men went on their way. And once again, the star appeared to them to guide them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house where the child and his mother were, and they fell down and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went another way because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said, and stay there until I tell you to return because Herod will try and kill the child. That very night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod died. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Herod was furious. When he learned that the wise men had outwitted him, he sent soldiers to kill all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under because the wise men had told him that the star had first appeared to them about two years before. But later, when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those who wish to murder the child are dead. So Joseph obeyed. He arose and he took the child and his mother and he re-entered Israel. When he heard, though, that Herod's son had taken over as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. On arriving there, he settled in the village of Nazareth, fulfilling the words of the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. 